Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. He's Drew Carter. We are filling in for the guys today. You can tweet to both of us at Amber W Sports. That's me at Droodle 25. That is Drew Carter. Drew, D-L-E, 25. I felt the need to spell it out for the people. Drew is considering changing his Twitter handle maybe at some point here in the show. We'll take nominations on what to make it. I don't mind Droodle. Drew, it's cute. Well, I appreciate that, Amber. Yeah, thank you for putting it out there and spelling it so people can actually (laughs) find me. We're going to take calls throughout the show. I am taking suggestions. This has been like a half-baked idea for me for probably five years, changing my Twitter handle. I made Droodle in middle school. I've still got it. I've survived, but it's coming back to bite me now live on the radio. So if you have any ideas, let me know. Hold on. Okay. Because the producers were talking in my ear as you were sharing that story. Did you say that you chose your handle or the nickname Droodle in middle school, or are you suggesting you've had Twitter since you were in middle school? Yes, all of the above. The answer is both. I was an Are you er- 12, Drew? I, I didn't early- know this about Drew Carter. I have just learned <laughs> that I am working with somebody who may or may not be underage. But uh, yeah. welcome to the show. I'm glad to be working with you for the first time. So, Droodle 25, <laughs> give him a follow, guys. You can also give us a call. Tell us what Drew's new nickname should be on Twitter. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. So, we have a ton to get to on today's show on Canty and Carlin, a ton of NFL to get to, as always, this time of year. Chris Canty, he normally hosts his show. He's about to get married. He's going to stop by. He's in some drama with his wedding caterer. We will definitely get into that at some point with him. Tom Brady is back at practice. He's denying that he was on The Masked Singer. Of course, he wouldn't tell us if he was, so we don't actually know what Tom Brady was doing, but we do know he is back under center right now behind a pretty broken O-line in Tampa. We will get into that as well. And the Panthers, they know who their starting quarterback is going to be week one as Baker Mayfield is the starter there in Carolina. We will get into plenty of NFL action, but first... We actually start in the NBA, which is a nice little break here, Drew, because we haven't gotten to talk much hoops recently because all has been quiet on the NBA front. Well, no more is it quiet because we got a joint statement today from the Brooklyn Nets and from Kevin Durant. Manager Sean Marks as well. Don't forget, manager Sean Marks rumored to ha- want to be fired by Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, Steve Nash, also the head coach. There. Seems like everyone's getting along now, Drew. Here's what the statement said. Coach Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai and Clara Wusai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday, Sean Marks said in this statement. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship in Brooklyn. Are you buying that they all sang Kumbaya, held hands, and are going to go into this upcoming season, friends? Am I buying that everything's capiche in Brooklyn? Absolutely not. Listen to this statement and tell me this doesn't sound like something Chris Canty would send to his caterer after they charged him (laughs) an extra $10,000. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership, not we're excited about what we're building in Brooklyn, not we can't wait for what the future holds with Kevin Durant. It's 
we've agreed to move forward with our partnership. This sounds like something that a married couple that's been going through a turbulent time would put on Facebook to their friends to be like, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> so yeah, true. things have been rough lately, but actually we're going to keep on going. And, you know, the kids think it's their fault. In this analogy, Kyrie Irving is the kid. And we told them it's not his fault, but, you know, we, we really we all know it is his fault. That's what this kind of sounds like to me. Uh, it, it seems pretty lukewarm, and it almost seems like something that they were forced to do. Uh, Kevin Durant, as we know, ever since this trade request, has had about as little leverage as a superstar can possibly have, considering that he's 33 years old, he'll be 34 in a month, he's under contract for the next fourth for the next four years, trying to get to his fourth team in his career. I mean, this is something superstars don't often do. He did not have a whole lot of leverage. So to me, Amber, it felt like this is where we were always going to end up, him staying with the Nets. See, I wasn't in that camp because normally in that league, the super, super, superstars do have the leverage. And yes, we had never seen a situation like this one where he still had four years left on his deal, but he could have done some things to try to apply the pressure. And we got a little of that over the last couple months, the threats or rumors out there. Maybe KD would consider retirement. He went and shot that down immediately. Would KD consider sitting out? How are you going to sit out for years on end? And also Kevin Durant's known as a consummate professional, but it also seemed like we were getting the rumors of places maybe he would want to go. Then it seemed like maybe we got this rumor out there about what came out of that meeting with Joe Sy because he was trying to put pressure on the organization that way. It's either me or it's Steve Nash or it's Sean Marks. And so maybe that was Kevin Durant kind of applying pressure. It feels like none of it worked. And like this is a huge L for Kevin Durant. And I don't know how other way to, you know, to see this or receive this information then a big loss for Kevin Durant. Let's hear how Stephen A. Smith received this information. He, of course, hosts a show called First Take, and he was very, as you can imagine, opinionated about this matter earlier today when this news broke. Let me tell you exactly what that statement says. Stay your behind right here. Notice they said Steve Nash and I. Remember, Kevin Durant wanted them gone, according to reports. If yes, the, reports the GM and the coach. He That's said right. it's me so, or so, them. So, yes. said, so he said Steve Nash and I. He could have said the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> and Kevin Durant has agreed to stay. No, he said we, with our ownership, met with Kevin Durant in L.A. to let y'all know he ain't going no damn place. That's all that means. Ain't breaking news, y'all. Stay your ass right there. Period. You got four years, $198 million, and before one day is honored, you asking out? No. I gave you Kyrie. I gave you DeAndre Jordan. I gave you Steve Nash and everything else in between. When healthy, you are the best player on the planet. When all of y'all are bought in, we are a legit top three, top four team in the NBA who could win the chip. Where the hell are you going? This does seem like a huge flex on the part of Joe Sy, right? Where he's now not bending to any of Kevin Durant's requests, including getting rid of a head coach that honestly other people have questioned and thought maybe he's not the best fit for the job. Well, the problem with that though, Amber, is that Kevin Durant shows him. I mean, that's what Stephen A said, right? That's what we've heard is that Stephen A was KD's choice to coach the Nets. They had a pretty good coach in Kenny Atkinson before Steve Nash showed up. It's easy to forget that, but Kenny Atkinson had that thing rolling. They had good vibes only in Brooklyn when D'Angelo Russell and company were winning just above 500% of their games, but it was fun at least. It hasn't been fun in Brooklyn for two years, and I think it's, it's really Kevin Durant's fault. I mean, this is a situation that he basically built on his own. Everything he wanted as the puppet master – he was able to pull those strings. I think Stephen A is exactly right. 
Sean Marks is saying, actually, this is my ship. You give me the wheel back right now because we've got you under contract for four years. What are you going to do? What was KD's play here? I actually think he probably got some pretty bad advice from people in his camp because requesting a trade, what's the next move? If Joe Sy, who, by the way, is one of the richest people in the world, how do you think he became one of the richest people in the world? By capitulating to demands from his business partners? I don't think so. You're trying to arm wrestle one of the strongest people in the world here. I don't think Joe Sy is just going to give up and say, yeah, sure, Katie, you don't want to be here. That's cool. Kevin Durant, say what you want about him. This dude is a basketball junkie. He's never just going to sit out for the next four years and then try to leave then. He's not going to not play. So for the Nets, this was pretty easy, I think. And I think Stephen A. hits the nail on the head. They had all the leverage, so why would they tell him to leave? And they should have, KD and his company, should have known this going in before they made that trade request. They had the leverage, but we've seen leverage in terms of contracts with other superstar players. I mean, we've seen it with Kawhi. We've seen it with Anthony Davis. We've seen other superstar players become disgruntled where they are and want to move on to other teams. And typically, the team always bends to the demand because the concern is, and this is going to be the concern moving forward, even though Kevin Durant wasn't ever going to sit out for four years, like you said, because also we're talking about a player in his mid 30s So that's certainly part of this conversation and more complicating than some of these younger guys who we've seen this work with in the past. But the danger is he shows up and that he's disgruntled and that he's not going to give you everything that he can. That Kyrie shows up, he's disgruntled. He's not going to give you everything he can because he also apparently wanted to be moved at one point or wanted you to hand him an extension, neither of which happened. So now you have two superstars on your team that are kind of there by force and in no way got anything they wanted, whether by way of extension or in Kevin Durant's case, by way of the firing of the coach or of the general manager at every turn it has failed for Kyrie and KD it is a huge flex on the part of Josiah and the Brooklyn Nets but I still think it remains to be seen whether it's going to pay off because those guys could come with attitudes or maybe not show up or not give 100% and frankly that wouldn't even be strange for Kyrie Irving let's be real coming up in just a few moments here on Canty and Carlin we are going to give you a chance to weigh in on this Nets and Kevin Durant situation Give us a call. We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That is after I tell you about Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing. And you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, and every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. You're listening to Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio and streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. He's Drew Carter. I am Amber Wilson. We are filling in for the guys today. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. What do you make of this Kevin Durant situation? 888-729-3776. So, Drew, what I was just saying there, though, I mean, is that fair where this story is still unwritten? It feels today from people like, this is the end of the road. Okay, 
he's staying in Brooklyn. Kyrie's staying in Brooklyn. No one's getting moved. They're going to run back this team and maybe add a Ben Simmons to the mix. And we'll see where this can take us, except for I'm not sure that this is the end of the story, considering, like I said, both KD and Kyrie did not get things that they wanted out of this team this offseason. Well, I want to go back to what you said about them being disgruntled. Amber, I think it's a good point. that That's the iota of leverage they both had in this situation. But let me ask you this. Are they ever gruntled? When was the last time <laughs> Kyrie or KD was thoroughly gruntled? It seems like their default setting is being disgruntled. Think to KD's last year in Golden State. We all knew he was leaving, right? They mm-hmm. still made the finals, and until Durant got injured against Toronto, he was the best player in that postseason. He was supernova level, maybe the best we've seen KD in his career. So even if he's moody, hint, he always is, he's still a really good player, one of the best two or three in the world. And again, I ask, why would the Nets get rid of him? Same thing as Kyrie. Kyrie is as disgruntled as it gets from a default level. So those guys are still going to perform. I think they both have too much respect for the game and the craft not to. That's kind of their common thread. That's why they wanted to play together in the first place is they're both artists as they see themselves as basketball players. So I don't see them mailing it in this year. I mean, I agree with you when it comes to Kevin Durant because it would seem out of character. However, we've never seen him in this situation. I mean, even the statement from Sean Marks feels a little bit like, hey, we won, you lose, we have decided that you're ours. And you pointed it out earlier very eloquently, right? Like this, the way that this is worded is not exactly we're excited to go into the season and we've all really are on the same page after all. And Katie's realized that this is his best opportunity to win a championship is staying here. That ain't the statement. This statement is we've decided to move forward with our partnership. I mean, we have agreed to move. If ESPN gave you and I our own show and they released a statement, we have agreed to move forward with our own with our partnership uh-huh. with Amber Wilson and Drew Carter. You and I would be offended. I'm not We'd be like, a party "Hello, ESPN, yeah. get excited, man." You right. know? Right. And this doesn't sound like that at all. So I just feel like the whole tonage around this is so off and kind of dark in a way, and I just wonder, yes, you're right. KD has always been the consummate professional on the court. Kyrie, a whole different conversation. But when it comes to KD, we've never really seen the disgruntled nature of him actually make an appearance when it comes to basketball. I just wonder, could this be the exception to that? Well, exactly. And that's the thing. When you say consummate professional as it relates to Kevin Durant, I was going to say you're stretching the definition of that pretty far, but it's only off the court. You're right. We've never Mm -hmm. seen it show up and affect how he plays. I mean, even the last time we saw him healthy, with Brooklyn when they lost that series against Milwaukee in seven games, if his foot is a size like 16 instead of 17 and he's behind the three-point arc, maybe they're winning a championship. You know, we just we just don't know. Uh, but with KD, here's the thing, and I, I like that you bring the statement back up because the wording is so strange. It just makes you question the why behind everything that's happened in the last month or so. What's the story behind the story here? Are the Nets putting this statement out, trying to rebuild the leverage that – KD just detonated by requesting a trade around the league because everyone knows he wants to leave, so why would we give up a whole lot to get him if maybe we can get him in December or next year once he's disgruntled for a full season? Did they not find a suitor with enough assets or the teams that could have potentially traded for him maybe just weren't as interested as we thought? Like, think about the Celtics and the Heat were two teams Ugh. popularly thrown around. I know. I mean, yes. just shots in my heart as a one Heat of, fan. One this of us whole is in thing. Florida. 
yeah. is just so painful to me as a Heat fan because why, it was just it wasn't long ago when Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell seemed like they could be making an appearance on my team and my team was going to get markedly better. And we're talking about a team that was a shot away from another NBA Finals. It, which would have been a second in a three-year period, right? So the excitement level for that in Miami was off the charts, and now it feels like they're going to run back the same team and, and, and maybe even worse. And, and that's probably the case for the Phoenix Suns too, right? If you were in the mix, and in the mix, I mean, realistically, I'm not really sure who was in the mix for Kevin Durant because to your point, it seems like the asking price might have been too high, but at least Kevin Durant flirted with some of these teams. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, it's like you had that moment of thinking, what if – what if one of the greatest offensive players yeah. of his generation could come to where I am? And alas, he's just staying in Brooklyn. Well, that's the thing, too, is how can a player of his caliber even come with an asking price that's possibly too high? You talked about your team, the Heat. I'll talk about my team for a second. I'm from Minnesota. I'm a Timberwolves fan. We just mortgaged our entire future for Rudy Gobert, okay? Kevin Durant right. is quite a bit better than Rudy Gobert. So how can they not command a similar price for KD? But let's think about it. Celtics, Heat, Suns seem like the three biggest contenders for KD before this statement came out, right? Celtics and the Heat both played in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. The Heat culture is their big hashtag, and the Celtics have these young up-and-comers, and they've got something that's really exciting for the next five to ten years. Same thing in Phoenix. So why would they bring this guy in and blow that up when the last time we saw a team at Kevin Durant was Brooklyn when they seemed to have a good thing rolling with Kenny Atkinson on the sideline, mm. D'Angelo Russell running pick and roll. Listen, yeah. I get it. You're trying to increase your ceiling, yeah. but these teams already have a super high. The Celtics were in the finals last the year. Celtics Why would they blow are, the it up? Celt- the Celtics, I would have that conversation with. In fact, I thought the Celtics were the only team in the league that maybe shouldn't be interested in Kevin Durant because they're right there. And like you said, the age of those guys, their core three in their mid-20s. I mean, you're talking if they do hit on it, if they can take that next step and actually win the finals next time they're in it, which the progression would show you over the last five years that they're kind of right on schedule. So the next step for them, win the finals. And if they do that, then you're talking maybe 10 years of that, right? Because of the, the way that those those guys are going to age. Kevin Durant, obviously much older. I, I don't know if I agree with you outside of the Celtics, but I do understand what you're doing there. Let's get to one of your phone calls quickly here. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Roy is on a truck somewhere in America. Roy, what do you have for us on Kevin Durant? He don't have much time left. He needs to put his head down and play right where he's at. Get Kyrie together. Get your head out of your tail, Kyrie. Come on and go out with a bang instead of a puff. Can't nobody even afford Durant. Stay where you at. All you got to do is play, man. you probably win a championship. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're spoiling everybody's time. You're making yourself look terrible. Thank you so much for the call. I mean, he's 33. Like, he's not 83, right? He's not even 43. (laughs) Like, he's 33. So, Kevin Durant still has a lot of viable years left. But it does make it interesting if you're having to mortgage your entire future. And it's really all the fault of Drew Carter's team. Because I just learned (laughs) that he's a Timberwolves fan. And it really is that Rudy Gobert trade that changed this entire conversation. We're going to keep having this conversation surrounding Kevin Durant. The Nets are moving forward with KD. One NFL team knows which quarterback they are moving forward with. We are going to get into that next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. 
you miss Canty and Carlin? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The quarterback battle in Carolina is over, at least for now. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Plus and ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Drew Carter filling in for the guys. You can tweet to him at Drudel25. We are taking suggestions if you want to change that. He's had that handle since middle school. Give us a call, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also tweet to me at Amber W Sports. I just changed my handle, so I'm good, I think, for at least a little bit. But I mentioned there that the Carolina Panthers, they have their guy. At least they know who is starting for them in week one. We'll see if a quarterback battle develops at any point during the regular season. For all things Panthers talk, let's bring in Jake DeLome, former Panthers quarterback, Panthers radio network host as well. And Jake, thanks so much for joining us. Why do you think Baker ultimately won the job over Sam Darnold? Well, listen, I think everybody, whenever the trade did happen in July, the assumption was, well, Baker's going to win the job. And, and listen, I thought at some point he, he would have. I just felt signing in July, that's a disadvantage. He did not get to go through the offseason of Ben McAdoo's offseason. But on top of that, knowing the players. But you have to give him credit, tip your hat to him. It sounds, sound, sounded like that when he showed up for training camp, um, he had already gotten to know some of the guys and really kind of dove right in and, and really made – an extremely fast progression in learning the system. And it just seemed that even Matt Rule said it almost two weeks ago, a week and a half ago in a presser that, you know, it's impressive how quickly Baker Mayfield has learned the offense and you can see him getting better day in and day out. And that kind of give you kind of put an insight to that. Well, it's probably his job. It just seemed that way. So give Baker credit because that is a tough, tough task. Um, and, and, you know, they keep saying all the right things about Sam, but I, it sounds like Baker just went and took the job during training camp. Jake, you said that that can be hard for a quarterback to just come into that situation with only a couple months before the season. I mean, Baker is a strong personality. We've seen that ever since his days in college. 
How do you think that the team has reacted to him on a personal level? Well, and once again, this is just me following along to this team and, and reading the quotes and listening to the guys talk. You know, Dante Jackson, one of the young corners on the team that re-signed, who's kind of becoming a leader, and, and Dante's one that he doesn't lack for words. And he said, you know, Baker's the kind of guy you want to intercept him 10 plays in a row just because he gets under your skin because he wants to compete so much. But on the other side, I love him so much because he wants to compete. He's making us better. And just hearing him say that, watching, you know, Shaq Thompson, uh, probably besides Christian McCaffrey, the leader on the football team, uh, Shaq and, and Baker ride together to training camp, show up together at training camp. It just, I guess he has that, you know, that personality that just kind of makes guys want to gravitate towards him. And that's exactly what a quarterback needs. And Carolina's desperately searching for that next guy ever since Cam, um, you know, left a couple of years ago. I don't get me wrong. Cam came back last year. It rejuvenated the team for a little bit, but um, they, they're searching for that guy. And, uh, and if they can find it in Baker um, for what the Panthers had to give up, which is not a whole lot, uh, then great for, great for the Panthers. It would be great for the Panthers. Jake DeLome, former Panthers quarterback, Panthers Radio Network, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Drew Carter filling in for the guys. It would be great for the Panthers because, like you said, they've been searching for their guy for a very long time. They did draft a guy in this past draft in Matt Corral. He just went down with a torn ligament in his foot. It looks like he's going to miss the entire season. What does that, on top of the Baker being named the starter, mean for Sam Darnold? Do you see the Panthers trying to trade Sam Darnold, or is he just going to be a viable backup for them this season? Well, listen, he's he's guaranteed $18.4 million or something like $18 million at least uh, this season. That's guaranteed. So, I don't know if I see the, the Panthers moving off of him because it would have to be a similar type situation where the Panthers, how they acquired Baker Mayfield, Cleveland absorbed $11 million of his salary. Um, so I'm not so sure the Panthers would absorb salary and send him to some other place because Sam Dorno is very much uh, respected in that locker room on that football team. And um, the way Matt Rule praised him yesterday in his presser, the same way with Baker. I mean, they went out and they competed and like, Basically, Sam said, hey, it sucks. You know, I didn't get the job, uh, but I'm here to do whatever I can to be ready to play, and I'll be the best teammate I can be. So um, with Matt Corral, uh, with Corral going down with the list, Frank injury, he's on IR for the year, so he's not around. So, um, And you, he's, you do this money, it's guaranteed to him, so it's already uh, kind of uh, on the salary cap book, so to speak. It's, uh, you keep him there and uh, in case you need him at some point during the season. Jake, what's your sense of the future of the position for the Panthers? Drafting Matt Corral, obviously out with the injury now, like Amber said. But with this announcement of Baker Mayfield as the starter, do you think he could be the answer for the foreseeable future, or do you think Corral is is still the future? Well, listen, let's let 17 games play out for 2022. Uh, Last year, the Panthers started out 3-0, and I remember doing on local radio in Charlotte, I was asked, do you think he's the guy? And I'm like, it's three games in. I mean, it's just pump the brakes a little bit. Let a season play out. Let let things happen. And Baker's shown that, you know, he can lead a team to the playoffs and, and, and get a win. He's done that in Cleveland. Last year he had uh, injury issues, to say the least. So let's watch him play. I think this team is uh, is starting to build the right way. I thought we took a step back last year. But kind of like what we did off season wise and especially in the draft, that this team's starting to kind of build uh 
the right way um, and just kind of let's see some progress. And, and, and if Baker is uh, part of that progress and plays good football, then that's something to be talked about. It's unfortunate for Corral. Um, this was, so to speak, uh, to be a redshirt type of season um, for him. The only problem is he's going to be have he's going to have the redshirt season on the sideline. Would love for him to been able to practice all year long and things of that nature, but now it's just going to have to be from the neck up, so to speak, and um, get himself ready for next year. But I think we need to just pump the brakes, let the season kind of play out, and then and hopefully Baker and the Panthers play really good football, and that's a conversation to be had in the off season. Former Panthers quarterback Jake DeLome joining us here on Canty and Carlin. So how much of the Panthers playing that good football is going to be dependent on the health of Christian McCaffrey? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I, you know, um, I hope he can stay healthy. This guy is such a difference maker. I spoke with someone um, that was at the practices last week in New England. And um, there was no affiliation with the Panthers or the Patriots. There was someone in the media, and, and they just said um, – it was an ex-player, and he just said he is so much, in his opinion, he was so much the best player on the field on both teams, it wasn't even close. We just hope he can stay healthy. You know, this guy is a, is a game-changer, to say the least, and, um, and he makes the Panthers better. And it's unfortunate uh, he's been nicked up a little bit the last two years, and Hopefully he can stay healthy because he makes this Panther football team a much, much better football team. This is a team that I'm not so sure this is a, this is a Super Bowl roster, to be quite honest. And, yes, I do the radio for the Panthers, and I am looking at the Panthers through some Panther blue sunglasses. You know, I, I have that optimism. But I think this is a team that can kind of battle for seven, eight, nine wins and, and get rolling along the way if health can, can stay uh, in their corner. This is a team that can kind of – shake some things up. I truly believe that. They're being built the right way, but 22 Christian McCaffrey is a major, major part of that. If he can be on the field for 17 games this year, this team will have a winning record. I firmly and truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. Jake DeLome, former Panthers, Panthers quarterback, Panthers Radio Network, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Jake, thanks so much for stopping by. Anytime, guys. Have a great rest of the uh, preseason. Uh, The season's right around the corner. It is. We cannot wait. Uh, you're listening to Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. We stay in the NFC South coming up next, where the defending division champs finally have their quarterback back in the mix. But will it lead to another division title? We'll get into it. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So we don't know what Tom Brady was doing, but we do know he's back playing quarterback with the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Drew Carter filling in for the guys. Canty and Carlin's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Apparently, Tom Brady was not filming Mass Singer, or at least according to Tom Brady, Drew, but let's be real. He couldn't tell us if he was. Right. So his denial of filming Mass Singer, it falls on deaf ears. So we don't know what Drew, was, or we don't know what Tom was doing. He could be taking off some squirrel costume later in the season once Mass Singer premieres. Maybe he was in the Bahamas just enjoying a nice vacation. I'm one who doesn't care what Tom Brady was doing. I don't know how you feel about this, but I get the idea that it's nice to pretend like everyone's you know treated the same when it comes to these sports teams. If you are the greatest to ever do it and you're 45 years old, I don't think you should have to show up to anything you don't feel like showing up to. If he doesn't want to come to the first couple regular season games, you know what, Tom? Fine. We'll make it work with what we got. Just make sure you're here in time to win us enough games to make the postseason. I'm totally with you, Amber. And first of all, I agree. I think a denial of going on The Masked Singer might as well be a confirmation that he was on The Masked Singer. He's going to be on Fox after he finishes playing, right? He's going to be a broadcaster on Fox. That show is on Fox. So it just makes sense. Maybe that's part of the contract. Just kind of connecting dots here. They're not that far away. And if he is on The Masked Singer, who cares? Do what you want. You're Tom Brady. Yeah, there's a new head coach in Tampa. But we don't expect the offense to be too much different, right? Because it's Tom Brady. He's the guy running the show, at least on that side of the ball. So totally fine with him missing time. What I am worried about, if I'm a Bucks fan, though, is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. These guys are dropping like flies. Aaron Stinney goes down with a knee injury in a preseason game Saturday, competing to be the starting left guard. Ali Marpet retires in the offseason. Pro Bowl center and tackle in Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, both dealing with injuries. I mean... This is danger zone for Tom Brady and the Bucks. We know that he's really good against the blitz. You don't blitz him because he'll shred it. But when you can generate pressure with four, go all the way back to the Super Bowls against the Giants. That's when you can get after Tom Brady, when you can generate heat without blitzing. And if this offensive line is in shambles by the time the regular season starts, teams will be able to do that. Yeah, this is a line that you had mentioned lost multiple vets on this line. And then the guys that are supposed to replace them are are dropping like flies. And that Ryan Jensen injury on the third day of training camp, a significant knee injury, that's definitely going to hurt this Bucks O-line. He was the anchor of that line at that center position. He will be back at some point in the season, but presumably will miss the beginning of the season. I'm with you. I actually think that this matters because – some people will argue, Drew, that Tom Brady's the best and that he can read defenses faster than anybody else in the NFL, which is probably true, and that because of that, he can get the ball out incredibly quickly, which is probably true. The problem is that old Tom's 45 years old, and he's not exactly a dual-threat quarterback, to put it mildly, <laughs> even if he is the greatest to ever play the position. And so because of that, if you do get pressure on him – 
You can't expect him to do it with his legs necessarily to get out of the pressure. You are reliant on him being able to evade that pressure by his defensive reach and by getting that ball out in record time. And that's not necessarily a formula for success because we have seen the only times that Tom Brady feels like he has ever lost in his career, frankly, is when he has been under that pressure because he's not all the ways the best at being able to get outside of the pocket and get outside of that pressure. I feel like that this could be a much bigger problem than people are giving it credit for. Yeah, Brady's dual threat is passing and winning the masked singer. I mean, th- right. those are the two we things. Because it's, it's certainly it's certainly not scrambling. I think about last year, I feel like a, a decent rebuttal to that would be saying hey, the Bengals made the Super Bowl, but their offensive line was not very good. Burrow was sacked nine times in a playoff game. Well, Joe Burrow is literally 20 years younger than Tom mm-hmm. Brady at literally. this point. Literally like 20 years you, younger. Drew, <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. Five max. Uh, but Tom Tom Brady, not the most mobile guy, like you said, Amber. And this is a problem. I think you know the offensive line is not fun to talk about in the offseason. It's not the sexiest position, per se. But it starts with the offensive line. That's the spine of your team. And that can easily torpedo your season. I mentioned the Burrow and Bengals comp. Go back a couple of years. How about Mahomes and the Chiefs? I mean, when his offensive line fell apart, that's when their whole offense fell mm-hmm. apart. You don't give your guy time. I don't care who it is. I don't care that it's Tom Brady, the greatest to ever do it. Especially at the age of 45, they're not going to be able to move the ball. It doesn't matter how how many great receivers they have. Like, yeah, you're going to draft Mike Evans in the second round of your fantasy draft. Chris Godwin has been an elite receiver. Russell Gage should be good. Julio Jones, one of the best to ever do it as well. It doesn't matter if Tom Brady is on his back before he can throw the ball to those guys. Exactly. And yes, they are stacked in that receiver room. But let's not forget that they also have some help in the backfield that needs a good line in front of it as well, right? And there was already concerns with Leonard Fournette coming off of an injury. There were already concerns about his weight. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.